I just wanted to pop in quickly before this episode starts and say that counting macros as a nutritionist is not something that I do or promote. However, this has been something that's been a helpful tool for Jenna in her health journey. Health is multifaceted and everyone is different and that is what the Real Health Real Talk podcast is about. Real health is something that's different to everyone and it's all about finding what works for you. You are listening to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. My name is Ebony May. I'm a girl in my early 20s, a personal trainer and a soon-to-be nutritionist. I'm extremely passionate about holistic health and inspiring others to live happy and healthy lives. My goal and purpose in life is to encourage girls and women to feel good in and about their bodies. I interview some amazing women and share my own experience and knowledge in some solo episodes. Now, without further ado, let the real talk begin. Welcome back to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. This is an interview with Jenna Bleakley. Jenna is founder of Macro Sister. She's a nutrition online coach and also a personal trainer and Radawear athlete. We talk everything from her past with binge eating, how she overcame those struggles, why she started her business, and her future goals for her business and life. I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Jenna, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. So I start every episode the same way. I'd love to know what real health means to you. I guess real real health for me is an umbrella of everything. So Real health encompasses all areas of total well-being. So this would include your physical health and perhaps your fitness, uh, nutrition and diet, mental health and state of mind, and then having healthy relationships with that, with family, loved ones, colleagues, um, and also spirituality. Just everything under one umbrella. Um, and it's not really like health isn't a destination um, it's you don't need to have all things worked out, but rather something that can be worked on and is a lifelong journey. Um, yeah. And it's something that you, it just requires nourishment and love throughout your whole life. Um, it's just like a plant perhaps to really thrive, that you're constantly giving it nourishment, watering it, sunlight throughout your whole life. Yeah, I like that. It's so broad, yeah. hey? It is. There's so many, I guess, different pillars of, I guess, it comes under wellness of everything and health. Um, is, it might have different meanings to different people. Like someone might say they're, they're really healthy because they do a lot of running and they're really fit, but then someone who's really unwell, health to them is not being sick and going to the doctors all the time. Um, it's different meanings to all people, but for me, I guess it's total well-being and including all of those aspects yeah no I'm very similar to that um yeah. but yeah it is very unique to each individual yeah. so another thing I like to do at the start of every episode is do the real recap so that's just where we talk a little bit about what we've been doing the past week but mm-hmm. I guess ours might be a little bit similar in some ways because we actually met through an online challenge that we've been doing this week so that's what I've been working through this week plus my like Costco job on the side and just planning my event that I'm planning. So Jenna, what have you been up to this week? Yeah, so as you said, we did the the, the challenge this week um, with Erin and so we've been, I guess, working through that. That's been my week. Um, I am an online nutrition coach. So I today's actually the check-in day for all my clients. Um, so I'll be doing that online. But during the week, Um, it's just helping them out with any challenges or struggles that they've had that have come up. Um, 
In addition to that, I also work at a recreation centre, so I supervise a gym, so also been part of my week. And then getting into creating some video content into my macro sister community group. I've just started doing that, which is part of the challenge that we've been doing and getting out there and getting online more. So that's been my week so far. Nice. So I'd love you to just give a little bit of a brief intro about who you are, what you do, and I guess the journey that led you to being a nutrition coach. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm an Adelaide-based nutrition coach, so I work with girls in terms of flexible dieting and macros. Uh, So they mentioned my business is called Macro Sister, and I guess my mission is to help women reach their goals um, without sacrificing foods they love and sacrificing their social life. And I do this by educating women about moderation rather than restriction and depriving themselves Um, and just overcoming, I guess, that that yo-yo dieting cycle. And I, I, I came across flexible dieting and macros myself back in 2013. So I first got into fitness and I competed as a fitness model in um, a local fitness show. And it was then that I, I first started going on following meal plans that were really, really restrictive. Um, I Three weeks prior to the show of actually getting on stage, I found myself getting in this binge eating cycle. So my cheat meals, which we used to be allowed to have back then once a week, would just become epic binges. And they became more and more frequent. Um, trying to keep myself in line because I had that end goal of the fitness competition. Uh, after that show, I completely lost my way and I, I developed a binge eating disorder and it took me probably a solid 12 months to get out of that. I mean, it is still to this day I do struggle with some things, but I at that point I was sort of looking for an answer to because I'd gained weight, I was like, I want to lose weight, but I also can't because I'm struggling to restrict and I kept binging. Mm-hmm. So I found a coach online and his name is Kev Gaddy. Uh, he was really into flexible dieting and I saw what he was promoting via Instagram. So I started working with him one-on-one and he was my first introduction to macros. And it, I guess back then it was more called if it fits your macros and people started introducing it like that and it's evolved evolved over time slowly so that's really what helped me overcome binge eating and restricting and yo-yo dieting and getting myself out of that mindset so then uh, that's where I've come in into nutrition coaching and helping other women overcome those struggles um and I also am a qualified personal trainer, so I I have worked in the fitness industry since 2012 Mm -hmm. and I've done a bit of, yeah, personal training, boot camps and things like that as well. And it's now that I'm just sort of in that online space with my macro sister uh, coaching. I like that. It seems like you've sort of come full circle. You found a struggle that was relevant to you and now your mission is, I guess, to help women with that same struggle. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, I guess it's so common. It's There's so many diets and conflicting information and crazy things to do. Um, people go from like those juice diets and, you know, people drinking celery juice and that's it. And intermittent fasting is a big thing at the moment and just getting so confused as what you should do and what the right thing to do. And there is no right or wrong. I guess it's just finding that moderation and balance um, if you can't see yourself sticking to it and it's not sustainable, then it's not going to work. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, I like that you acknowledged that it is so individual to each different person and something might work for one person that's not going to work for another. And I also like yeah. that we're able to do this podcast together and collaborate because we represent very different sort of values, I guess, as well. For me, macros aren't a huge part of my journey, but they are for you because that's how you sort of stepped into the industry. But it doesn't mean that we don't have yes. those aligning and similar values because I think that we've both come from a journey that started off personal and we've turned it into, I guess, being that person we wish we had at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. And that's the, the thing you might have needed to overcome where you were and what what really helped you get out of that space that you were you needing that at that time so yeah yeah definitely I mean I guess with macros like I have some clients as well who are some who are vegan some have a lot of intolerances so they can only eat certain foods but I guess with macros it doesn't really discriminate against any type of diet or meal frequency um if someone's wanting doesn't eat breakfast or someone only eats three times a day or someone eats six times a day it's you know you can work that into it as well it's some people it doesn't suit and I understand that and it's um it's just recognizing the similar food groups even that can be something to learn from macro counting I don't think it's something you need to do for life, but it's almost like a, a tool that you can learn um, what exactly your foods are because, you know, some people might un not understand that, you know, I'm trying to get a protein source, but perhaps something like salmon that contains fats uh, as well, but it really introduces people to where what's actually in the foods and where they fit in the overall scheme of things, I guess. Yeah, I like that there's that educational part as well. And I think it's really important for anybody who wants to improve their health to not just, I guess, give that power to somebody else to do for you. The fact that they're getting to learn about the different macros and the balance that works for them is really important too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just be about creating habits as well um, and it's something that you can then implement lifelong and know what certain amount you're serving and portion sizes should be and um, and really just trying to find that balance again where you may have lost it. Yeah, I love that. So I do want to talk about when, I guess, was the time period that you were going through your own struggle? Were you also, was that when you had your personal Instagram, which has now sort of, you know, grown quite a bit and is where you talk about what you talk about today? But were you sharing then, I guess, the struggles you were going through or did that come after? What was the sort of time period with that? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, it's, it's actually interesting. I had in my Facebook memories today, um, two years ago, me sharing my story about binge eating and tips to overcome it. Um, and it's like, oh, it was like two years ago I was having the same message and the same mission when I'd overcome that. Um, the biggest – I've had Instagram for years. So back when I began my uh, personal Instagram, I think it's probably like 2012, um, when I just sort of used it as a bit of fun. And I've always posted my interests and hobbies and um, – I guess what I was doing for work and it's always really been um, revolved around fitness and health. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, if I, if I scroll back in time, you can, you see different chapters, I guess, that I've been through back from when I was competing um, in 2013. So there's stage photos and then I moved to New South Wales as well. So that was like straight after that. Um, and that's probably when I was at, struggling the most um at the time I didn't really post my struggles then until I had overcome them and then I sort of opened up uh about it then Mm -hmm. is that when your Instagram started gaining traction when you were sharing I guess your personal journey yeah I it has been the more that I have I guess been vulnerable and the more I guess it is personal that's when it has really taken off. I think it's probably been um, the last couple of years that it's really gained the most traction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know whether that's just, I guess, me being a bit more um, open with things and sharing value rather than just posting things with some irrelevant quote <laughs> Yeah, when I have in the past. So um, ha- having that content and value has helped with it. Um, and it's been, I guess, working with some, you know, collaborations and some cool brands. Like at the moment, I have like an ambassador for Riderwear, so that's really um, gained a bit of traction as well because we've been to events and things like that. Um, but yeah, and as, as different chapters in my life, I guess I've picked up, you know, different groups of people who I've probably um, connected with. So whether that's like local, when I moved to New South Wales, there was people around there that I sort of um, started connecting with on Instagram and then there was the, the fitness modelling scene and it's been, I guess, a few different different areas that have all come into play really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned that you are a ride-aware athlete. Do you want to talk about yeah. that experience and maybe how you navigate that side of social media? Because I imagine that you would probably get asked to be an ambassador for a lot of things. I think you, if you're posting what you really believe in and you're true to yourself, um, the brands will approach you if they see similar values in what you're posting and they can see that your content um, aligns with what they stand for. So I guess with Ride Aware, um, I've always been in the fitness side of things and I was posting workout videos and um, I've bought from Ride Aware in the past before I was um, an athlete with them. So when they contacted me, that was it, it's just something that I know. I know their brand. I know their product. I know what they stand for. So I know that's really going to fit into what, I stand for because mm-hmm. um, so I've had things that 
you know, things such as, you know, the skinny tees and things like that will message me and say, you should try out this. And it's like, I just so am against everything that that is (laughs) and those ways of dieting that I just, yeah, if I did that, I think I would lose a lot of respect and a lot of followers because they know that they probably have the similar values and don't um, follow that as well. And they'd be sort of like, what? This is very conflicting. So I think it needs to align with what you stand for. I'm just being true to yourself and sharing that content. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's very easy to see when somebody is posting something that doesn't align with their values because Instagram is a platform that is built on trust and people follow you because they trust you. So I just don't think it's worth it. Like I have a very small following, but even with that, I just don't think it's worth ever promoting or saying something that's not authentic to who you are. Because no, even if you do attract exactly. followers from that, they're not going to be authentic followers who are aligned with you. Absolutely. And if it is a product, I guess if you looked at it, you know, if someone's offering you something, say they come and say, this is for free to do a post, I guess a way to look at it would be if they weren't offering me this for free and I was looking at online, would I buy this? Is this something that I see value for money that I would you know, exchange that for. And if it's a no that you probably wouldn't really, not really interested in it, then it probably isn't something that you see value in because you're not willing to give up money for. Yeah. 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 So you've spoken about your journey and how that transpired into your business, but what would you say your overall goal is for your business? And how do you, I guess, make sure that you're conveying that message through your social media? I guess my overall goal is to really what what my mission is is to help women um, really overcome those battles or those struggles um, that I mentioned about you know reaching the goals without sacrificing foods that they love and educating about moderation rather than restriction and I guess I use my social media and Instagram to create value and education um, as much as I can to try and share that message and help women to understand um, what macros are and what flexible dieting can do for them and how it can help them. Uh, So that's been my main um, mission via my social media and it's just what can I add and how can I help and who can I serve uh, with my content that I'm sharing each day um that's been my main goal of it and then building that nutrition coaching business has kind of been I didn't really start it as this is what I want to do this you know um as my main uh career goal I, I sort of just started it a little bit on the side because I was passionate about it and it's just grown that now I'm like oh this is an actual thing I could do this um and I love it and enjoy it and this could be my actual career and my business. I think that's when the best or how the best businesses develop. It's because it's a passion first and then it transpires into something more. Yeah, that's it. And you, I guess you're, you're so passionate and you're so into it that it, it shows um, – through what you're sharing, if it's a bit of a, a grind and you know you don't have that passion for something, that does show through social media. 
Um, and I think people pick up on that. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. through your job and your work as a nutrition coach, what is the most common issue that you see in your clients? Um, I guess I get – I think it comes from a place of fear that sometimes uh, a lot of people, I guess, struggle with consistency and trusting the process. Um, so, you know, you sort of, I'll calculate macros and calories and often think, oh, whoa, that's like 18, 1900. I should be on 1200 calories to lose weight. This is not going to work. And, um, trusting that it's will work if you're sticking and consistent to the process. Um, and I guess the other thing that I see a lot of people struggle with rather than if they're if they're not a client um, and just overall with nutrition would be weekend like overeating and indulging. And what I often see is, or even as a personal trainer, is, is people will say, I eat so healthy um, and they sort of, I don't know why I can't lose weight. There must be something wrong with me. It must be my hormones. It must be whatever reason. Um and they're not really understanding what their intake is. Their weekends, you know, eating out multiple times and having wine and snacks and not realizing that over these seven days, they're sort of averaging out their intake into like a maintenance level. And that's probably the reason why they're not losing that weight. Or they might say, I'm eating healthy. And you ask, what's your snack? Oh, some almonds. Okay, how many almonds? Oh, about a cup. You think, well, that that's probably that's a, a lot of calories right there. And it's just that lack of understanding as to what comes into foods and the reason why um, they might not be seeing results. And there's not always – it might just be making very, very small changes um, and they start getting back on track. But it's, it's that lack of understanding and that overeating and indulging in different spots that they, they might miss. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that would be pretty common because I think sometimes yeah. we we need to deal with, I guess, and I'm studying emotional eating. I think yeah. we we think, oh, okay, well, I'm not eating bad food, so it's okay if I mindlessly eat healthy food. But really you need to, I guess, deal with those deeper issues as to why are you eating when you know that you're not hungry? Absolutely, yeah. And even going back to my, when I said I was binge eating back in like years ago, sometimes that wasn't like packs of chips and ice creams and cakes. Sometimes that was healthy foods um, that I'd be binging on. Um, it didn't really matter what it was. It might be, you know, breakfast cereals or bowls of oats or I'd make protein pancakes and things like that. They're not necessarily bad foods, but it was that overeating regardless of what it was yeah so I'd love since we're both in the same health and fitness industry what is your advice for younger girls or women moving into this industry yeah um I guess we touched on it a little bit but you have to be passionate about what you're doing first firstly um you're gonna really love it and live it and breathe it um for that really to show so if you that's going to be a personal trainer or a nutrition coach, whatever it is, you need to be passionate about that. Um, I think secondly, 
I think to never stop learning, um, read articles, train with other trainers or work with other coaches, go to workshops, courses, YouTube videos. I think you really need to master your craft um, and that, again, that would come with passion because you would just do that naturally. Mm-hmm. Like I find myself constantly reading about nutrition or watching YouTube videos um, about that topic because I am passionate about it and it's not something I say to myself, oh, I have to dedicate some time to like, read about some stuff or, you know, watch some content because I'm just I'm drawn to that naturally. Um, especially like for personal trainers even, it's, it's quite easy to get a qualification in like three months but you really need to be proactive and invest in yourself um, so you can deliver the best service possible. Yeah, and I think that is how you know that you're in the right field is if all you do in your spare time is research and and try to find better ways to service clients in that field, then that's a pretty good indication that you're doing something that you're passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know you you love it if you're doing it without um, being told you have to. Yeah, exactly. So I've loved our little chat, but I have some quick cues that I like to throw on the end of interviews. Yeah, sure. So just the first thing that comes to your mind, are you a smoothie or bacon and eggs person? Smoothie. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is your dream holiday destination? Oh, I think Bahamas at the moment. I've been looking at that and the swimming pigs. (laughs) on the beach so I really love beach destinations so I'm gonna go with Bahamas yeah nice same um (laughs) cats or dogs oh a bit of both I I actually have two cats (laughs) so I'm gonna go with cats okay coffee or tea coffee for sure (laughs) nice well that wraps up my quick cues thank you so much for coming on to the podcast I'll link your uh, socials below as well, but do you want to just say where people can find you? Yeah, sure. So my Instagram page is at Jenna Bleakley. Um, I also have a page for my Macro Sister um, Instagram, which is at Macro Sister, S-I-S-T-A underscore. Amazing. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us and I can't wait to see more from you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into this episode. As always, if you want to hear or see more from me, follow me at Ebony May Health on Instagram. And I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. Until then, I wish you happiness and real health.